Hey, good afternoon. Happy Monday. You are listening to The Alan Carter Show here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I am Jeff Semple sitting in for Alan for the next couple of days. Alan took a extended holiday, smart guy that he is, uh, taking a couple extra days, um, padding a uh, week vacation. Uh, and who can blame him? Because uh, the weather that we have had out there has been pretty perfect, at least if you don't mind the heat, uh, with more sort of sunny skies, above 30 degree temperatures expected for the next few days, getting really hot towards the end of the week. I hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, And it's interesting, you know, talking to people here in the office or just out and about, you see the people starting to get back to normal, or at least the new normal, right? You see people visiting with friends and family at a distance, some of them for the first time in months. I know we had uh, my in-laws over to the house at a distance uh, over the weekend to see their uh, six-month-old granddaughter, who they have not seen since about February, really, in terms of, you know, a proper visit. So, yeah, it's sort of strange getting back to a sense of normalcy. And I think this new normal, the, the, you know, the types of visits and outings that we can expect to see probably for months still to come. Uh, But no more Zoom and Skype, at least not to the extent that we've had to endure it thus far. So that is good, of course. And over the weekend, I even uh, popped out out and ran a couple of errands downtown, uh, including a quick stop to the Eaton Centre, which I had not visited in uh, several months now, and wasn't really sure what to expect going into the Eaton Centre. Of course, the major shopping mall in downtown Toronto, Young and Dundas. Walked in, um, you know, was a lot of the shops are still closed, but, you know, many of them are now open. Um, you know, there are arrows on the ground and toward like you've like we've seen in grocery stores for weeks now, pointing, telling people which direction to go, so you're not running into each other. One thing I was surprised to see, though, was the number of people wearing masks or lack thereof. I would say, you know, not a scientific study, but anecdotally, it was about 50-50. About half the people inside the mall were not wearing masks, and I was surprised by that, given that this time tomorrow, it will be mandatory for people in the city of Toronto and a number of neighboring communities in the days ahead will be required to wear masks in all public indoor spaces. It's a long list. So retail, convenience stores, shopping malls like the Eaton Center, grocery stores, bakeries, libraries, community centers, places of worship such as churches, mosques, and synagogues. The list goes on and on. As of tomorrow in the city of Toronto, you technically won't be allowed into these places unless you're wearing a mask. However, on the question of enforcement, we're not expecting much. As we were discussing on this program last week, there aren't really plans to enforce this new bylaw. Uh, They're just encouraging people to do it. So no strict enforcement. And also they are making exceptions for people with certain health conditions, children under the age of two. But if you walk into a business and say you have a health condition, the business owner isn't going to be obliged to ask you to prove that you have that condition or anything. You'll just be allowed to come in and shop. So next to no enforcement of this bylaw, despite the fact that it will come into force, come into effect starting tomorrow. So it will be interesting to see how many people decide to follow the new rules. Um, which brings us to the so-called Cove Idiots. Now, COVID-idiots is a term you've likely heard. If you haven't, of course, people combining the word COVID with the word idiot to describe those who are perceived to be ignoring the rules and showing an apparent blatant disregard for public safety by not doing things like physical distancing, not wearing a mask. 
COVIDiots, the hashtag, was trending on Twitter yesterday for most of the day. It was the number two most popular topic on Twitter, often associated with videos and photos. One video showed a 77-year-old woman in the United States shopping at Costco. She refused to put a mask on. Someone started filming with their smartphone camera. An argument ensued. The 77-year-old woman insisted she would not wear a mask, saying over and again that she is an American. She doesn't need to wear a mask. Uh, She was asked to leave the store, and then in response, she decided to sit down on the floor inside the store, refusing to leave in sort of a silent protest, which was sort of a strange sight. Uh, Other examples, you know, we saw lots of videos and photos posted from the United States over the July 4th weekend. You know, one in Michigan of crowds of young adults packed in like sardines into this marina celebrating, none of them wearing masks. Um, But not all of the hashtag cove idiot examples were American. There was one from Canada that is making a lot of waves. As you heard in the news there, as I mentioned, cove idiots was the number two trending topic on Twitter, but the number one trending topic on Twitter yesterday was Letitia, as in Letitia Montana, a Toronto woman whose Twitter bio describes herself as an insurance and investment advisor who's into personal development and healthy living. Letitia Montana went to visit St. Joseph's Hospital in Toronto with her son on July 4th for what she says was a suspected broken finger. But when she went into the hospital, she wasn't wearing a mask. Staff at the hospital told her she needed to wear a mask. She got very upset and pulled out her cell phone camera and recorded this exchange. Say that again, please. In the hospital. It's a. I'm not allowed to video, but you're making me wear a mask. If, otherwise, yeah. you're not you're gonna deny me service if I don't wear a mask. I'm a St. Joseph's Hospital. They're telling me that if I don't wear a mask, they're not gonna uh, assist me. They want me to leave. Whose policy is that? Ministry of Health policy. So there you have it. A little bit tough to hear there in parts, but Letitia Montana posting that video of her own exchange and argument with staff at that Toronto hospital, St. Joseph's Hospital, on Saturday after refusing to wear a mask. Now that video, since she posted it on her own Twitter account, has received more than 5 million views and thousands and thousands of posts condemning her behavior from local officials and celebrities. Now, we requested an interview with Letitia. She did not get back to us, but in her tweet, she said, quote, how easy it is for some of you to judge. The few times I put a mask on, I could hardly breathe, especially with the hot summer heat. This has led me to do research on them. And what I learned from the science is that they do compromise your health in more ways than one. To unpack a little bit of that, we are joined on the line by Dr. Nadia Alem. She's a family physician, the former president of the Ontario Medical Association. Dr. Alem, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on the show, Mr. Semple. Uh, Yeah, thank you. It's our pleasure, and uh, we'd love to get you to maybe first start by unpacking a bit of that sentiment, that post from Letitia Montana. We've heard similar sentiments from others, concerns that if I wear a mask, I'm posing a health risk to myself. Any truth to that? No. Masks are very safe. I have been wearing them all day long, often on long call shifts while in the OR. Surgeons wear them for all cases. Nurses wear them for all cases. This has been going on for decades. We've been using masks for decades. There is no health risk to wearing them. 
That said, there can be some discomfort with wearing them, right? So wearing a face mask, it's a barrier. You have to breathe through material that otherwise wouldn't be there. So yes, it is easier to breathe without a mask. Wearing a mask, you have to put in a bit more effort. And so a lot of people end up breathing out of their mouths. Their throats can get a bit dry. They just drink more water and they feel better. Honestly, their masks are incredibly safe. And, and it's a very low-tech way uh, and low-cost way of controlling what is a, a terrible pandemic that's taken the lives of half a million people in half a year. Half a million people dead in half a year. Right. And you mentioned an effective way to, con- to help control the spread of the virus. Mm-hmm. But... but- is that really true? I mean, we've heard, you know, one other thing that Letitia Montana posted on her Twitter feed was a video report, uh, like a, a news report from Australia earlier on in the pandemic where they had this demonstration, someone spraying deodorant through the non-surgical mask. And look, you can see the deodorant spraying right through the mask. It goes right through the other side. I mean, concerns that, you know, these masks don't actually work. Is How conclusive is the research when it comes to the question, do masks help protect against COVID-19? Since that particular demonstration, there's been research after research looking at the coronavirus particle, showing that face masks do work. Metal masks are better than cloth masks. This is true. N95 masks are even better than medical masks. However, any kind of mask will reduce the number of droplets that go out into the atmosphere. And we know into the area around you. And we know that the virus spreads. Up to 45% of the virus can spread from people who have no symptoms just from the act of talking. So just from talking, you know, I mean, you've spoken to people, I've spoken to people. People sometimes spit, often spit, when they talk, particularly when they make certain sounds. You, you know that, and I know speak, that. Right? Speak moistly, to quote, quote the Prime Minister. Absolutely. Speak moistly. <laughs> In any case, masks stop those particles from getting out. Those are the particles that will carry the virus. So masks actually work very well. Now, if it was, if we were worried that this was something like SARS, right? The SARS infection, that virus was smaller than the coronavirus, than the COVID-19 virus. Um, it, because it was smaller, most masks would not be able to contain it. An N95 mask, would be able to contain it. But that that's a different epidemic. This COVID-19 pandemic, masks work very well to contain it. Right. And do we have a sense of, of how many people would need to wear a mask for it to work very well? Um, you know, the idea of sort of community protection from masks. I've seen there was a study, of, a survey a few weeks ago now, so it's a little bit old, that found that about half of Ontarians said they were wearing a mask. So if half of us decide, you know, starting tomorrow, it's mandatory in Toronto, I'm going to wear my mask, is that enough to offer sufficient protection to the rest of us? Yes, that would help. I think what's better is if everybody wore a mask. It's kind of like seatbelts. When you wear a seatbelt, you protect yourself. When a person wears a mask, they protect everybody around them. So if you are wearing a mask, you're doing your civic duty to protect everybody around you. What you need is for other people to do the same for you. So yeah, wearing seatbelts will protect you. When you stop at a stop sign, when you stop at a red light, 
you are protecting everybody else too. So this is the, it's the same rationale. The more people who do it, the better the protection, the more quickly we can start getting back to a regular life, right? To opening up our economy, to be able to go to parks again, to be able to start school again well, in the fall, um, to be able to go to the mall again. It's right, a we'll key be- part of moving forward. And we'll be talking a little bit later in the program about the plan for reopening schools. Just quickly before we let you go, uh, you know, we've heard over and over now that masks protect other people from you, yes. but may not protect you from other people. Can you quickly explain why that is? So part of it is that um, when you breathe in, you have to breathe in harder, right? You have to generate more force to take a breath in. It's not that bad, right? I know people who have lung disease who are quite comfortable wearing masks. And, um, and what ends up happening is sometimes you can pull in air from around you, right? From the, the parts where the mask gates against your skin. So from around your nose, from around your cheeks, from under your chin, depending on how long the mask is. And so that way, if they wear a mask, you're pulling in less of their droplets into your own lungs. The other risk is wearing a mask in isolation doesn't help anybody because at the end of the day, parts of the mask are going to be considered contaminated. If you are around somebody who has COVID-19 or who may have COVID-19 and doesn't know it, and they talk to you, those droplets are going to be on the outside of your mask. As soon as you touch those droplets, your hands are contaminated. If you then go and take your hands and start rubbing your nose, rubbing your mouth, rubbing your eyes, you can transfer the virus into your system, even if you were wearing a mask. And so this is why masks by themselves aren't enough. You have to have testing. You have to have containment. You have to have good hand hygiene. You have to be mindful of how you use a mask. And you have to maintain that six feet of distance. All of those building blocks combined, that's how you protect yourself and your community. Dr. Nadia Alam, a family physician, former president of the Ontario Medical Association. Dr. Alam, thanks so much for this. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for, again, for having me on the show. This is so important.